Thanks for tuning in to MANA, a short daily meditation to feed hungry souls with God's Word. These episodes were prepared by ordained ministers for a radio broadcast called Voice of the Church and are now republished by the Reformed Perspective Foundation, a Canadian charity that applies biblical truth to the issues of our time. Here's today's serving. Hello, my name is Paul Eastman. I'm a pastor in a church in downtown Hamilton in uh, Ontario, Canada. And uh, today I want to bring a message to you from Philippians 3, verse 7. And uh, it's a little letter that the Apostle Paul had written to the church uh, in Philippi, in the ancient world that he lived in. And this is what he writes there, Philippians 3, verse 7. But whatever were gains to me, I now consider loss for the sake of Christ. The title for the message is, Is Jesus the Prize to Which We Run? It's a question I leave open. I want you to think about that. Is Jesus the prize to which we run? Dear listeners, at the very dawn of Christianity, almost 2,000 years ago, our faith, the Christian faith, was nearly sunk under a, a dangerous heresy. It was like the the church was a ship at sea and it struck an iceberg and it, it almost it came very, very close to sinking in the sea because of that iceberg, a terrible heresy that almost gutted the church. A man named Marcion, who died in the year 160, 160 AD, he taught that Jesus was the only God whom we should worship. Whatever the Old Testament says, Marcion claimed, we should ignore it. The Old Testament tells the story of a different God than Jesus, a rude God who created a material world, a God who was violent and commanded Israel to fight bloody wars and destroy entire nations. That Old Testament God is an angry God who demands an eye for an eye. But Jesus, the, a different God uh, revealed in the New Testament, he's totally different. He invites us to a new world, a spiritual world, where we're free from all the problems associated with a material world. He wants to bring us to a paradise where there's only peace, hope, love, and joy. The teachings of Marcion really grabbed people's imaginations between the year 100 and 200 of the Christian era. It really grabbed people's imaginations because it fitted into the philosophical ideas that were popular at that time, especially uh, the idea of Gnosticism. Many Christians thought that Marcion was a genius. He had really captured the relationship between Christianity and the world philosophies of the time. They called him a genius, but many people in the church called him a devil. And so there's a lot of conflict in the church. Is Marcion true? Is he correct? Or is he wrong? Of course, Marcion's ideas would seem very strange to us today, outlandish even. But there remains a real attraction among Christians today to some of the core ideas that Marcion was bringing across in his time. Because many Christians today seem to think that the Old Testament is irrelevant the way Marcion did. Many Christians say we only need to pay attention to the New Testament story. 
many Christians today, they, they like Jesus so much that he has, in effect, become the only God. He has become the prize to which we run. I hear Christians praying only to Jesus instead of praying to the Father the way Jesus taught us. Perhaps you remember the, the Lord's Prayer. Jesus says, when you pray, pray like this. Our Father who is in heaven. People don't listen to that anymore, it seems to me. People pay scant attention to the Father or to the Holy Spirit. People express their hope that when they die, they will go to Jesus. But they say nothing about going to the Father or the Holy Spirit. The ancient faith begins with this word. I believe in God the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. In opposition to the ideas of mercy, and the early church stressed in the Apostles' Creed that God is a Father, and he's so powerful he can do anything that he wants. At the same time, the early Christian church wanted to stress that God loves us, and he will allow no creature to separate us from his love. God is powerful, and he's full of love and passion for us, and he will use his power to enforce his love for us. And therefore, the early Christian church says we cannot ignore the Father. And I say to you today, we may not ignore the Father, and we may not allow the Son to displace the Father. Jesus himself rejected that idea very firmly. He says in the gospel, according to John, he says, I am the door, or I am the way. With these expressions, Jesus identifies himself not as the destination, but as the way to the destination. Not as the prize, but the way unto the prize. And the Apostle Paul says the same thing in our passage, in our chapter of Philippians 3. Later on in verse 14, he says, I press on to the goal to win the prize in Christ Jesus. Jesus isn't the prize. Paul doesn't say, I press on to the goal of Christ Jesus, as though Jesus is the prize. But he says the prize is in Jesus. He finds it in Christ by believing in Jesus Christ we receive the prize which Jesus Christ will bring us to. In this chapter um, of the letter to the Philippians, the Apostle Paul says that he had tried other doors to get at the prize. He tried to gain access to the prize of eternal life by showing to God what an important person he was. He wrote a little earlier on in Philippians 3, If someone else thinks they have reason to put confidence in the flesh, I have more circumcised in the eighth day of the people of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of Hebrews. Paul also tried to open the door to eternal life by impressing God with what he did. He says in verse 5 and 6 of chapter 3, in regard to the law, a Pharisee, that's what Paul was, I was a Pharisee. As for zeal, persecuting the church. As for righteousness based on the law, faultless. According to the system of the Pharisees, the Apostle Paul had attained to the status of faultless. He had no faults in relationship to the law. For all that the Apostle Paul was before he met Jesus, and for all that 
he accomplished, he never felt very close to God. His heart was tormented and his conscience never stopped accusing him of the faults he refused to admit or the failures that plagued his life. But then one day, Jesus met Paul. Perhaps you know the story. The Apostle Paul was going out to arrest Christians in order to put them into prison and to force them to convert away from Jesus, if that was possible. He was heading on the way to Damascus, and Jesus stopped Paul cold. And he said, it's hard to kick against the goads. You cannot win when you fight against Jesus. You will never stand in the judgment if you try to stand alone on who you are or what you have done. You will never be able to open the door to eternal life on your own. Stop pulling on that door of who you are or what you've done. Instead, Jesus says to Paul, come to me. Throw away all that you trusted in before and trust only in me. I will bring you to the prize. I will bring you into the glory of the triune God, and you will see God as he is. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, God as he is. And so keep your eye on the prize. Don't be distracted from that. Celebrate Jesus, yes, but long for the triune God. Jesus is the way. He is the door, the triune God is our prize. Thank you for listening.